we have to have those conversations. Hey guys, I can't afford to go out to do this. I'm saving for my wedding or I'm saving for my vacation or for my kid's college. Let them know, be comfortable to have that conversation. If I'm a NASA engineer, I have to be very precise on how I do my calculations to get to the moon. It's a very specific target, a window of opportunity, velocity that we have to hit in order to exit the atmosphere and to slingshot you know, to the moon. Hey, this is Nick with Educate. You are listening to the very first episode of Subject to Change, a podcast about making smarter financial decisions and taking steps to succeed with your personal finances. Our very first guest is Chris Whitlow, the founder of Educate, a financial wellness platform designed to help people feel more confident about their financial lives. Chris founded Educate about five years ago after working in banking and retirement consulting, and he started noticing patterns and trends in how people were thinking about and handling their own financial stress. I'm excited, obviously, not only because this is the start of a brand new podcast, but because I think Chris has some really unique insights into the psychology of how people think about their personal finances and plan for the future. Chris, thank you so much for being on a very first episode. Thanks, Nick. I'm happy to be here. The first thing that I wanted to ask you about since you run a financial wellness platform day to day is how do you define financial wellness? How do you think about people's personal finances when, when that topic comes up? Well, financial wellness to me is the ability to have confidence in your decision-making with your finances. If you can confidently make decisions, uh, you understand the complications behind the financial things that you're going through, then that's good. I mean, that's going to be, you know, a financially well person. And, and I think there's a misnomer that you're either always financially well or you're not. I'm here to say that financial wellness is a journey. It's it's something that's happening in your life. There's ebbs and flows in and out of financial confidence uh, as life happens. And so how do we build up the support networks around us? Uh, how do we have the resources and the tools available to us so that when we encounter one of these financial challenges, we are able to get financially well or you know as soon as possible. We can get that confidence as quickly as possible um, so that we can move on to the next thing. I think that was something we talked about right right before we started as well, is this idea of wellness being on a continuum, right? Or it's not something that you can necessarily get to, but as stress comes in, like if your car breaks down or some kind of big financial milestone in your life and you're not quite sure how to handle it and that stress comes in, it's about better managing it, right? Yeah. Well, and financial wellness isn't a number. So just because you have money in the bank or you did some planning, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are going to have financial wellness. Uh, I always tell the story about last year during the hurricanes, you know, where uh, the hurricanes came and our house was affected, our roof had to be replaced, we lost our fence, we lost a, you know, a 50 plus year tree in our backyard that took out like part of a neighbor's fence and our shed was lost and like all these things happen. And I have insurance, right? I have insurance and I've lived in my house for a number of years, but the biggest challenge financially was having to navigate how does insurance work? You know, how does my home insurance work? Where's my policy at? When I get on the phone and I talk to the disaster recovery team, am I going to get the information that I need in order to feel confident that my situation was going to be made better? And then what kind of stress is that bringing to our house? Ultimately for us, it took almost nine, 10 months before the roof was replaced and we were not having to deal with, you know, the challenges and we finally have gotten over those things. But 
that's financial stress coming from somebody who has insurance and, and has a home. And so it's not just about having the money in the bank. It's about feeling confident that the situation that you're in is going to get better. Everybody deals with that. Everyone has that regardless who you are. Yeah, I was going to ask you, like, you are obviously knee deep in personal finance every single day. But like when you're talking to regular people like myself or like when you're helping people figure out a path for their personal finances, what are some of those stressors or kind of that low hanging fruit that you feel like you hear about often where people talk about, like, I know I have plenty of stories of personal finance mishap that comes up and I'm not sure how to deal with it in the moment. What, what are some of those kind of easy things that you hear about people talking about that you think they could deal with a little bit better? So the way that I see the world and what we think about at Educate is, is there are really two types of individuals. And this is something that happens in and out as well. It's not you're just one of these types of individuals, but there are situations when you are financially vigilant and there are situations when you are financially unaware. Mm. And if you're financially vigilant, that means that you have the means and the, the conscious to maybe plan a little bit for the unexpected, to understand what's happening. But that doesn't mean that you can't be knocked off a little bit, right? That doesn't mean that, that yeah. you may not get off balance just because you're vigilant. It just means that you're aware enough to be able to take the action necessary when an unexpected event happens and how to course correct. But then there are people or situations where you're financially unaware. Moving into like the home insurance with the hurricanes, we were vigilant about having insurance on the home. We were vigilant about knowing where our policy was and planning for the right, you know, limits and deductibles and things that made right. sense for us financially. But we were financially unaware mm -hmm. when it came to how do you navigate a disaster around dealing with your, your homeowner's insurance? How do you navigate around the fact that there are thousands of people around you who need to get their roofs replaced as well? And so the availability for someone to come out and fix your roof is pretty limited, right? And so that financial unawareness led to a lack of confidence and that financial lack of confidence led to financial stress. And ultimately that's a domino. So it's some low hanging fruit, just going back to your question that, that you could do, is to prepare yourself to be more vigilant. You hear about planning, planning for the unexpected, you know, get your arms around the situations that you want to know about finding, but be conscious of the fact that you can't be aware of everything. And there are going to be things that come out from the blind side. But when that happens, regroup, have the resources, have the places that you can turn to to get the information to build up your confidence. Mm. And when you can build that confidence up, you know, now you go, OK, I understand what's happening to me. I can tackle this. This is a joke that I, I tell, uh, I guess, a little bit tongue in cheek, because I think there's probably a lot of those things in people's lives, right, day to day, where obviously you don't know what you don't know. And in the case of insurance, everybody knows that you need insurance. And there's right. probably like a few bullet points of things that everybody kind of goes through and tackles early on. But it's until you get into a car accident or you have to deal with, like you're saying, your homeowner's insurance that you actually have to navigate through the depth of that. And yet something that I joked about early on is I think paying your taxes is one of those things that most people, the first time that they pay their taxes, they have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. They know it's something that happens. They're vigilant. They're aware that it's coming, but don't necessarily know 
know the ins and outs. And I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, but that kind of speaks to this idea of remain vigilant, but don't necessarily stress out about these things until you have to deal with them. I think people come into learning about their personal finances thinking they have to learn everything and be completely prepared on all fronts when that's not really the case, right? That you kind of deal with it one one thing at a time. Yeah. Well, so let me throw something out there for you. So I was just having a conversation with my wife about this, and maybe in the future, we may take the opportunity to talk about this. But we were talking about how we do financial wellness here at Educate. It's something that's been my entire career. And yet we have not perfected the budget. Right? We, right. we sit down and there's a start and the stop with the budget. We sit down and we talk about budgeting. We start to plan for our budget. We get all of the budgetary items out because we're vigilant about budgeting. But then life happens. Back to school starts, work picks up, things are happening in life. And so when we look back, we go like, oh, what's happening with our budget? Oh, we got to revisit the budget. And so we're constantly readdressing and, and redoing this. So that's a perfect example of how you can be vigilant about budgeting, but don't beat yourself up about the fact that you're not constantly always on top of it and it's perfect because that's not reality. Like there's not many things that are just going to perfectly happen for you in life. But as long as you stay vigilant and ahead of it, then you can come back to it. You can use it as a talking point within your relationship. Um, it's something that is a little bit of an ongoing joke for us, but we are actively working towards it. And I think that's the most important thing. If you're working towards it, if you're staying vigilant, then you're going to be a lot more confident and a lot more prepared than if you just unaware of what we're spending and, and how we're planning. It seems to me anyway, because like I'm probably in a similar boat where I know that at home we sit down and we talk about our budget and it's it's something that come like we know that it's important and it's part of the conversation, but it isn't as easy as I feel like early on when I was learning how to budget, I would go on YouTube or I would try and read like a simple guide or something. And I feel like the rules in those videos or those tutorials, they feel like a prescription, like mm -hmm. do it like this. And then you feel guilty when it doesn't work perfectly. Right. Like when your when your tires goes flat or in your case, like when something happens during a hurricane, you have no way of predicting that. Um, and I think that, at least for me, that was a big cause of stress in my financial life was feeling like I wasn't good enough at budgeting or whatever it was. It felt like the industry wasn't talking to me. They were talking at this kind of macro level of this ideal place to be. But that doesn't seem to be the case for everybody. Well, the whole purpose behind budgeting is to make you aware, right? To, to help you understand. And so when we look at these complex budgets and we see like these really robust examples of, of how to do these budgets or these apps that are out there, the nuances, you know, they can help guide you in, in some particular areas. But the most fundamental factor is, are you actually sitting down and highlighting the, the key points on your budgeting? I mean, that's the first step. If you're aware of where is my money going, you know, how much do have I put away? What are, what are the goals that I should be saving for? And they're out there. Then that you're 90% there because you're financially aware now. Um, the nuance elements are going to help you tweak certain aspects of it. But if you just get overly, you know, overwhelmed and, and it's too complicated for you, you just go, ah, oh, forget about it. I'm just not going to do it at all. Then you start to fall into the financially unaware and that's where the danger comes in. And so I do think we beat ourselves up about it because it is the ongoing joke at, at our house. But it's one of those, I, I give this analogy sometimes. I, I say, look, if I'm a NASA engineer, I 
have to be very precise on how I do my calculations to get to the moon. It's a very specific target, a window of opportunity, velocity that we have to hit in order to exit the atmosphere and to slingshot you know, to the moon. But if I just take my six-year-old outside and we go outside and I say, hey, point to the moon. Well, then out of the whole 360 degrees of, of the earth, right? If I, if I can get it and point to it and I know that's the direction of the moon, I'm 90% there in terms of getting in that direction, right? Because it's this whole uh, sky is there and I'm pointing in the one direction. And, and when we're planning, that's the plan that we need to shoot for. We need to shoot, we're not NASA engineers here. We're not necessarily trying to land on the moon. We are simply trying to get headed in the direction that is necessary for us. And so revisiting that, sitting down, talking about it, having those conversations at home with, uh, with your significant other is the most important thing. And then once you kind of can do that, you can start to fine tune the nuance that helps you adjust towards those specific goals that you're looking for. But just becoming financially vigilant is is what helps build that confidence. It seems like financial stress, it compounds on itself, right? Where you get behind on a credit card payment or you feel like your insurance is coming up for renewal or you have a car payment, whatever, whatever it is in your, in your life, these financial milestones that you're trying to hit. Do you feel like all of that sort of compounds on itself and then you feel so overwhelmed that you don't know where to start? Do you think the best first step for somebody is, for lack of a better term, like just aiming at the moon, like figure out a, a rough ballpark of where you're trying to get to, define those goals, and then work backwards one at a time instead of trying to tackle your finances in general. Yeah, you got to break it down. So what's what are we doing when we go outside and we identify the moon and we just point at it? When we first walk out there, we don't know where the moon is, right? So it's it's unknown. And that's where the stress comes from is when you miss the payment or the bills are piling up or things that happen. And the stress that's that you're getting at is, is the fact that I don't know what's going to happen because I didn't make that payment or I don't know where the money is going to come from. It's the fear of the unknown that's causing the stress. And so the first thing that you have to do is you got to get your arms around it. You have to, as hard as it is, open the statement. You have to pick up the phone and call and say, hey, this is what I'm struggling with. You have to have that conversation with your significant other. You have to uncover the unknown so that you become aware. First step is that awareness. And then once you find that moon, right, that's the awareness. Once I know where the moon is, then I can start to determine, okay, what is the level of sophistication that I need to be dialing into in order to reach my objective? If the objective is clearly to point a telescope at the moon, that I don't need the trajectories of velocity and lift and all that stuff that NASA does. But if I'm NASA and I have to land on the moon, then I'm going to have to take it that far. But if we don't just become aware, if we don't understand what's going to happen, then we can't uncover what we need to do to be successful. And so I think the biggest step for people to get over is just that awareness. It, write it all down. Get a notebook. Okay, this is, this is exactly the challenges I'm having. I have this bill. This is where it is. This is the interest rate. This was when it was late. I've called them. Them. This is what the penalty is going to be. This is what they want me to do to course correct. So just like fact find. Yeah, start fact finding all that information so that you can start to become aware. And then as you become aware, it's going to help build that confidence that you need to start peeling back the other things that are necessary for you to get to dig yourself out of that situation. And I think we as humans are so great about once the the inertia happens, the momentum happens, we can we start feeling better about ourselves. You know, we don't actually have to have the solution already. We just need to know, 
okay, I understand. I got I got the situation here. I start right. to feel a little better. This is what I need to do. Step one, step two, step three. And we start to work our way out of it. And sooner or later, time passes and it's behind us and we're on to the next thing. But the key then is to get ahead of it. You know, make sure that you're doing the planning. There's a great, great book called The War of Art, um, where the writer talks about this, this idea that the hardest part of writing a novel, for instance, isn't actually writing the novel. It's sitting down at the desk every day. This idea of a resistance against right. you, that humans have a tendency to write, avoid those things. Like if you just avoid it, it feels like it could just go away. Overcoming that hurdle of just simply sitting down at the table with a notebook and going through your bank statement, one line item at a time, making notes about it is the most valuable part of conquering your finances. Well, in a sense, though, that is, I mean, you said maybe not planning, but in order to plan, we need to organize and understand what is there. And it, sometimes it's that act of not procrastinating, you know, making a concerted effort uh, and getting over that initial that initial hump of getting started. And then once the inertia happens, let the inertia take over. Let the momentum build up uh, so that your confidence builds and you're able to, to tackle the challenge. Like at a practical level, are there any tools or apps or things that you like to use at home, like in your personal budget or to manage other areas of your financial life? Like, You know, the best tool for me is talking about it. It's um, confiding in my wife or it's it's having a conversation with a friend. It's getting the thing that is bothering me out there so that it's not all inside of me and it's it's out into the world. And sharing that information, having that conversation with either a friend or my wife allows me to start to organize it better in my head as to what it is that I need to do um, to start the planning process. So I think apps are great and they can be a reminder and you can get notifications and there's plenty of them out there that, that you can try out. Um, try lots of them until you find the one that's right for you, I would say. Um, pen and paper is great to, to initially get your thoughts down. If you go to your local bookstore, there's tons of good books that are out there. If you Google, there's lots of good information that are out there. As long as they're not selling you anything, uh, you know, then you're probably getting some good information. Um, there's websites like ours where you can collect information. But I think the number one thing that, that you can do immediately that we do all the time, we're doing it right now, is talk. Get mm -hmm. that information out. And talk about your story. I mean, it's so um, refreshing to me to be able to just talk about the stress and the frustration of having the insurance, you know, going through that pain. And I know those that worked around me during that time period often heard it from me of, of what frustrations I was going through, and they offered their own opinions and suggestions. But finding those people that you can confide in and, and getting that information out is going to go a long way. And not just putting it out there so you can get something back, but getting out yourself, working through the information yourself, because oftentimes what it looks like on paper or it looks like, you know, uh, once it comes out of your mouth, it's a lot different than maybe what you're thinking about up in your head. It's probably a little more relatable too, right? Because I think everybody has some amount of financial stress or something that they're trying to work through. And so I've, at least for me, I know that I've found talking to, talk to your significant other or even talking to friends about it. I think culturally people are afraid to talk about money and have been for a really long time, maybe for a fear of it not being relatable or feeling like they're so behind or so ahead or something, they're embarrassed yeah. to talk about it. But I think maybe even at the core of, um, like you started Educate, to start that conversation, you notice that trend that people are, are having financial problems and have this stress, but aren't necessarily just talking about it. Well, That's, it used to be so taboo to talk about. 
Right. Right. And, um, you know, post the financial crisis, uh, all of a sudden it became cool to like mm. find deals and bargains. Whereas pre-financial crisis, everyone was talking about how much everything costs. And so it's so refreshing to see that that transformational shift happen. And, and now you're even starting to see it more where people are becoming frugal. It, it is uh, talking about your savings, talking about the challenges that you're experiencing financially has become a lot more transparent. It's a lot less taboo to talk about. Um, more, you know, almost like uh, what Fitbit and, and different devices have done mm. for our health, you know, where we're talking about the steps we're taking and the, the weight that we're trying to lose or we're trying to have healthy eating habits. All of that is happening now on the financial side, which is so healthy because as soon as we can make it less taboo, more transparent, more able to talk about it, the better we can start tackling these challenges. Right. And in this complicated financial world that we're in, no doubt is everyone, like you said, uh, whether poor or rich or um, educated or not educated, everyone is dealing with some type of financial stress. And it's, it's healthy to get it out there. On my end, it's probably purely anecdotal. But like you said, after the financial crisis, I feel like culturally people are more willing to talk about what's going on financially, both personally and kind of at a macro level. I feel like people's awareness of not just the deals that they're getting on the weekend, but what's happening with the economy at large feels like a more aware generation, kind of taking it from that micro level of yeah. like being aware of yourself. But it seems like maybe that's just an anecdote. I don't know if you if you found well, something. Well, similar to give to that. you a difference, I mean, uh, or example, there was a Friends episode, and I hope I don't age <laughs> myself too much here. It's cool but, again. I'm, but I'm there watching was a, Friends. There again. was a Friends episode where they all went to lunch together, and um, you know, the, the, I, and I forget the characters, but it it was too expensive, and so the the so a couple of the characters were ordering soup, you know, while everyone else was ordering something a lot nicer, and then uh, they didn't know how to talk about the fact that I can't afford to eat here, yeah. you know, whereas. Even in, in the office or or uh, around here in, in real life, uh, one of the things I've seen more often is if, if people are going to lunch and someone invites, you know, someone saying, look, I, I can't afford or I'm budgeting or I'm saving for this thing mm. or, you know, I have plans that are coming up. And, and so we're working towards this goal. So it's not financially responsible for me to go and, and partake in going out to lunch right now. Ha pe being able to comfortably say that to your friends and your peers mind-blowingly is something that we weren't doing years ago right. and that was an example in that friends episode that just back in the late 90s it was you couldn't tell your friends that i couldn't afford to go out to eat with you or i can't <laughs> right. afford this restaurant and so they would do it anyway ultimately digging a, a bigger hole we have to have those conversations hey guys I can't afford to go out to do this. I'm saving for my wedding or I'm saving for my vacation or for my kid's college. Whatever it is that, that you're saving for, let them know. Be comfortable to have that conversation. And if they're your friends, no pun intended, they, they yeah, would understand, well, right? Bringing it back. Bringing it back to... <laughs> no, I think Friends is... Uh, I think Friends... Timeless. Timeless show. Uh, the last thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because this is obviously the first episode that we're getting into, this idea of wellness, um, mm -hmm. of handling financial stress. And I think we're going to get a little more niche uh, and a little more in the weeds in future episodes about certain financial topics. What are some things that you're excited to share with listeners in the future? Like, What can listeners expect with this podcast? What are we going to be getting into? What are you excited about talking about? Well, I hope in this first example, I've been able to bring the honesty 
to the podcast. I think there's a lot of misconceptions out there that other people aren't struggling with the same questions and concerns that I may be struggling with. And I think because we're not talking about it, it's easy to think that way because they're not mentioning they're struggling with these things. So, and I'm struggling with them and I'm not willing to talk about it. So how could I possibly think that they're struggling with these things? And so I think, you know, if we can focus on the honesty of the the guest or inside this podcast where um, we can talk about the real things that are happening in the world and and how they affect when we're thinking about purchasing a home or our car or um, doing our budget or purchasing life insurance or dealing with our corporate benefits. All of those things are transactions that are happening each and every single day. And as employees and you know, unless you're, you have no f- financial challenges, you're probably an employee, right? Right, unless right, you right. won the lottery. Um, as employees, you know, we, we struggle with these things daily and we don't know who to turn to or where to get the information. Um, and there's so many new tools and resources that are available to us. And so I think, you know, going into wellness, part of it is having the conversation, being able to talk about it. And if you can listen to the podcast and hear some of the honesty and hear some of the things that perhaps that you can relate to, it's going to help those out there who might be struggling with those same things and being able to say, you know what? I have that same challenge. This is how they dealt with it. It's okay for me to have that challenge. Let me overcome that and become more financially vigilant. I hope that everyone listening to this becomes more financially vigilant. Not to say that you're going to never have stress again. That's I want to emphasize that right. stress comes and goes. But how do we manage that stress? How can we take it, crumble it up, throw it away and move on to the next thing as quickly as possible so that ultimately we can live the best financial lives that we possibly can give ourselves? I mean, that is what our hope would be here. I mean, I know that I, at least in this half hour conversation, I feel a little bit more financially vigilant as well. Like I have things in the back of my mind that I'm dealing with right now that thinking through it a little more diplomatically and calmly I know is going to help. Well, thank you, Chris, for being on the very first episode of Subject to Change. I know that we appreciate you being here. Thank you. And thank you for listening to the very first episode of Subject to Change. If you have a story about your own personal financial stress that you think we'd like to hear, or maybe a question about your own personal finances, feel free to share it with us. Leave us a voicemail at 407-706-8499 or submit your question via the Anchor app. Subscribe to Subject to Change wherever you get your podcasts from and share it with a family member, coworker, a friend, anybody that you think would find it valuable. And you can keep listening to Subject to Change. Episode two is live right now. Go listen to it. This podcast is a production of Educate, a financial wellness platform for the workforce. Today's guest was Chris Whitlow. I'm Nick Roberts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you soon.